Hey. It's Phil. Hey. Can you hear me? Hey. Oh, hey, bud. Hey. Can you see me? I can see, we can see you. Thank God. Okay, cool. Uh...
and trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome to Not Just a Phase. Today, we have Phil Paxton, the vocalist of Hellbent and Sinner on the show. Phil, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, brother, of course. How have you been, dude? Good, good, good. How uh, how you guys been doing the during the lockdown? All right. You know, yeah, we'll go work. Yeah, I'm still working. I uh nothing's too crazy over here to be honest. So Yeah, I was I was just about to ask that. It's it's probably you guys aren't in a lockdown over there, right? No, like we just have masks and like, yeah, limited capacity, but yeah, there's no lockdown here. Like like how it was before or you left Ontario. Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah. it was really weird to be honest. When I first moved here, no one was wearing masks at all. Like that wasn't a thing. Um the most was limited seating and um sanitize your hands. Like limited like restaurant seating yeah. and yeah. Really? Yeah, they were open. So yeah. I haven't been to a I haven't I didn't go to a restaurant. I haven't been to a restaurant since like March since of last year. Well, one year anniversary anniversary coming up. It's coming up, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been doing to like keep busy, man? Like music projects and stuff, right? Yeah, I got I got some music projects. Oh, we're doing some demos right now. The bands are doing demos, uh, because that's what we can do right now. Sinners just, you know. We've, we all kind of got like a DIY homebrew kind of like recording. I, I, you can't call it a studio, but like it's just a couple mics and an interface. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, enough to get the ideas across and then we could just bounce them off each other. And then eventually, you know, throw together a mishmash version of a, kind of all our ideas. And then like there's a demo kind of thing. Like it, it, it's not going to get released, but like at least we have, you know, something we can like you know, when we do get to jam, something we can just work on, which is, uh, yeah, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, like, trying to remember now, because the last year and a bit has been, like, the spell, like, 10. Was the Druid release over the lockdown? It happened in June of 2020. It was on my birthday, actually, June 26th. Oh, nice. My 30th birthday. 30th birthday. Dirty 30. My 30th. Yeah, my 30th birthday, I put out a black metal record. <laughs> the way to do it. Um, yeah. Nice. So, like, I've always been uh, a fan of your artist of the week thing that you always do, or album releases of the, the week that you would... Uh, that was you who's doing that on the center page, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's honestly just uh, something for me to continue to keep posting about. It's it's not really anything center related other than the fact that it is heavy music but it's something for you know us to talk about it's metal as a community so i always want to just get talking with people like uh like uh portrayal of guilt just put out a record right you probably all about that aren't you damn right you know it oh, oh my shit God. is my my is my internet cut, is my internet cutting out oh yeah being weird for you <laughs> just a little bit it's okay we only post the oh, audio really? anyways yeah, okay. so you didn't have to get all dressed up for us, is what I'm saying. Oh, come on! I know. Put on <laughs> well, your nice weekend nachos hat. And... Video podcast, <laughs> just for the hats. New right on. Angels, Joe Rogan, fucking tell the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, so like Trail Gale came out with a new record. What else have you been listening to lately? Uh, what was I just listening to? Uh, honestly, like every morning I've been putting on something I normally wouldn't listen to. Okay. Like, the, like this last week, it's been all like 40s, like jazz, nice. like just like obscure music. And then and the week before I was listening to like 70s funk music just to like, I don't know, just to switch things up. I, you know, sometimes I wake up in a mood and I'm like, I want to listen to something that I wouldn't cook some breakfast and get on my day. But as far as like actually like new releases go, I'm trying to think. Uh, that Frozen Soul, sorry, that Frozen Soul record was actually really good. Oh, actually a bunch of, I, I've been listening to a bunch of the, uh, there's a lot of local releases that have been going out. Like, uh, like yesterday, our buddies in twin rivals they put out an ep yeah i, I, was, so I was jamming that. that uh it's twin so i thought twin rivals was uh kaput like years ago yeah i don't even really know they were just kind of inactive for so long and then they mm. just kind of came out with that um yeah. so i've been listening to that uh hostage from hamilton they put out a sweet ep like last week or so or something like that they're super sick and then yeah another friend our friends in Cothra just bet on an EP so I've been actually those are the stuff I've been actually really getting into mm -hmm. Cothra that was a that was a powerful release to say the least it's so heavy and just oh. just in your face just before I moved I was uh I went and hung out and kind of said goodbye to Davis and uh he showed me that like some of the earlier works of it like I, like it wasn't like master or anything i think and right uh, he's saying there's like in like a complete awe like i was like especially with his like sweet monitors uh oh, yeah. and they're like what the fuck <laughs> it was fucking insane those guys are real those people are really good musicians like uh like uh josh cass uh on vocals uh davis on drums right and then uh we got buyer on friggin uh bass who's he's been around in the music scene longer than like i he's been he used to play in a band called del asher like oh way yeah back in the day yeah i used to live with a with one of i don't know if he was the only one but the, the drummer matt who was in uh del asher yeah. yeah yeah exactly i was just gonna say you yeah you know matt yeah 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 that's funny um fucking Do you ever know when you're going to go say something and you completely forget what you're going to go say? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Actually, I, I, did a, I did an interview like about an hour ago for uh, like a job interview for like a, a manager position for like a dispensary. Oh, yeah. So I was full of that crap. Just like uh, just spinning shit <laughs> on the go. <laughs> is that part of the requirement though they're like oh we need a fucking space case <laughs> <laughs> imagine a weed shop man yeah, yeah exactly i'm like yo i managed a bong shop already i'm halfway there <laughs> look i managed to be sober for this interview sir you should hire me <laughs> <laughs> i haven't smoked yet today all right <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I uh we, we were talking not long ago um about like how you've been with the lockdown you've been going back and like watching all these movies you haven't seen um presumably getting stoned while doing so oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh <laughs> and so star wars yeah yeah 
Um, so your favorite, Last Jedi? Yeah, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. Um, it's an odd one. <laughs> you know, honestly, it it took everything that you thought about Star Wars and like, because like, you know, I've seen so much like cartoons and pop culture. I knew I know the premise of Star Wars oh, yeah. until, I, until I started watching the actual movies and still like getting the like the nitty gritty details, right? But uh, so like it took all of that crap that like even that campiness that you thought you knew about and just put it on its head. And I really liked that. But like I can tell why like the diehard purists were like, uh, uh-uh, like they they weren't cool with that. Like I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh man, I I, I love the Last Jedi when that one came out. Like I know like everyone, you if you say that you pretty much get like chastised on the internet for that but almost like, immediately. Yeah. But like. It had this, the, the best cinematography in that movie. It was so sick. Like, that's the scene. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that, that scene was super cool. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I got, I near, near shit myself in front of my own father in the theater when fucking she catches the lightsaber and the music starts playing. I literally was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, and they fucking killed that old decrepit Sidious wannabe. Oh man, I lost my shit. I loved it. Oh yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. what what this else? Is uh, podcast. What the fuck is up? Twenty twenty one. Just gonna be like, clipping audio of lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So last week I was uh, I was watching I watched all the Indian and Jones movies. Mm. <laughs> front to back. Yeah, front to back, all of them. Yeah. God, do it right, right on, right on. And then uh, this week it's been the Daniel Craig uh, like Bond movies. Oh yeah, Ooh. all got added to some streaming service. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. I love having cable again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, what have I been... I, I watched Mr. Ro... I finally finished Mr. Robot. Like, because whatever it's on didn't have the fourth season. And when I watched that, I was just fucking blown away, dude. Like, that was a really cool thing to kind of binge through. I finished Shit's Creek. I've been watching, like, TV not so much movies lately right i watched blade runner for the first time recently that movie's like Is it the harrison ford one yeah yeah uh, I that's seen... all my that's all my watch list oh it was really good it kind of also gave me some like dune vibes but i it was a little bit more enjoyable than dune so my dad my dad used to always play the blade runner soundtrack like when i was a kid like and i have like no idea what is the premise of that movie it is at all but like i've i'm familiar with the music oh man the blade runner soundtrack fucking slaps dude <laughs> I, would... I would fucking rather go to a, a, a show and watch someone do the entire blade runner soundtrack than watch another like five band bill i actually think <laughs> I, mean, I honestly have I would go to an eight-band band. Rob, you probably remember because, like, you used to play in bands. Like, that was the norm. Like, seven-band bills, like, band, like shows starting at, like, six 
and going to like 11 was like that was yep. that was the show like that was it also I, a mixed a mixed bill like you'd have hardcore bands in there with like maybe a screamo band or or there's some high school band playing and like for, you know some bigger band is headlining it didn't fucking matter no Just smash them all in the same venue same bill fuck it show up 10 bucks to get in yeah and that and that high school band was just stoked to play like they didn't <laughs> They were it was just stoked. <laughs> I was very stoked in those high school bands yeah, to be same. playing, you know, <laughs> like oh, yeah, playing a couple shows with Straight Reads the Line back in the day, being yeah. able to share the same stage with them or floor, whatever the fuck it was at some shitty Lions Hall. It's just <laughs> like the highlight of my high school life. The high, it's still some of the coolest times I've had, you know? Yeah, no, those shows are great. Dude, I don't do it quite that way anymore, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> i remember like the first like well not the first but like uh, one of the first few shows that um my high school band was playing we played with norma jean and i was like what that was i man norma jean's come to st Catharines like what three I, well since i played show I, I played with norma jean three times i think really? um, that's sick Pretty much yeah. since I well, started like cool. they I played every time they showed up to town. Mostly because my high school band was constantly trying to rip off like the chariot and like yeah. her, like old Norma Jean. And Who wasn't, Norma Jean Who wasn't that. at that point. Um but yeah, and I remember right after Norma Jean played, I went and got really fucked up at a high school party. Nice. Good time. That's how it works. That's how it is. Yeah. My my old band, I I've I think, yeah, like like El, Saint Catharines for a while there was like part of the circuit. Like my old band used yeah. to we we we've opened for like Misery Signals and like for the Fallen Dreams and like uh, I have a poster over there that's like uh, we came as Romans, like yeah. you know. Yeah. I played with we came as Romans a few times. Two Pier to Die came through town. Yeah, uh, they, they stop at the L three. We had Living with Lions at the L3 as well. Oh, yeah. That yeah St. Catharines used to be, you know, like after Toronto or just before yeah. you hop by St. Catharines, right? I remember the yeah. color morale showing up. And this is when I was in like 10th grade, 9th grade or something like that. The color morale showing up, but I wanted to go. And that, I think that would have been the first time I'd ever go to a local show. And my parents were like, no. I was like, Oh, man. <laughs> I've been like, fuck you, parents. I'm punk rock. I'm going anyways, man. I do remember my first show, though. Um, I don't remember the bands that played. They were a bunch of like, they weren't like bands at the caliber of like even Straight Reads the Line. But yeah, they, they, I just remember um, showing up in like an Amity Affliction t shirt or something at, um, where was it i can't remember where it was um and the band was just one of those really cringy like kind of want to be like party animal like metalcore bands like um kind of an attila like band yeah yeah and i just i think they had something with owls in their name i don't recall um and the dude at the front was just climbing over everything but falling every time (laughs) and i was like yeah like, right and the guy comes up to me and grabs me by the shirt and pulls me right in the stage oh uh, yeah i was just expecting you to know the lyrics and you're like uh, what is happening i was listening to like blink 182 <laughs> at that time <laughs> like i was what the fuck 
and I was sold. Yeah, yeah. My my first my first show, like a local show, was at a bar that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was a communist bar in downtown St. Catharines. It's actually where it's, it was in the basement of Mate. Um, really? Or yeah. It was called Red Square. And uh, uh, I saw a band called The Rejected and they were a punk band and they were just like a local band. And like my sister knew the drummer or something. And like, they were again, the same, they weren't any caliber. They were like just local guys, but like, it was like a Thursday caliber. (laughs) It was just like a Thursday night. Like it was just a random night. And then like, I kind of went to those kind of shows quite often when I was in like grade eight or grade nine. And then when I, I went to a Bring Me the Horizon show in Toronto, which I like consider like my first concert, mm-hmm. um, which I, cause I loved Bring Me the Horizon at the time when I was growing up. And then like no more than a year later, they came to St. Catharines. I didn't have to do that. Like it just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, St. Catharines venues, yeah, you still working at the Rock Universe there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not working right now, but uh, mm, right. I, I'm employed by them. Do you recall when it was a venue? He's 73. <laughs> Do you recall the night we got it shut down? <laughs> uh, I wasn't there, but I've, I, my coworker, Dylan, he's told me, he, I think he was at that show. Was there a guy who's like punching walls and stuff? <laughs> so we, we played uh, uh, with Deadwalk, if you remember them. And yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were very hateful, very mosh heavy band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did his uh, little mosh call he used to do that's wildly inappropriate. So I probably won't be able to say that. Sure. Uh, I can throw it in if you can edit it out, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. after, after he yelled it out, he was like, you know, this is the last uh, show they're throwing here. Fuck this place up. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> there's a guy who used to come to shows at that time and yep. he started punching holes in walls and whipping kids into the drywall. Someone ripped the fucking fan down. Um, my drummer at the time started punching holes in walls. We all started punching holes in walls. And then my band was like trying to push our gear out, but also like I'm kicking holes in the wall and so I'm running through. It was pandemonium. Cops showed up, everybody split and fucked off to the pita pit and just like a bunch of fucking punks standing around when the cops show up. Just like, what happened? Everyone's like, oh, we have no idea. People were fucking hucking chairs and shit. And <laughs> just, it got so out of hand. I don't know, but it would turn into a rock universe shortly after that. So Yeah, uh, no, shortly after. We can't have nice things. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, my, my old band played at 73 uh, maybe once or twice. Again, uh, because I mean, I don't know if we can say the name of who was running it. I don't know if we can, I don't want to name, no, yeah. The person who was bringing all that that to there, they were bringing like, like no bragging rights played at like 73. Yep. And like, yeah, they did what a great a job. Band. What a fucking good band. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what was the other one? Fear Before the March of Flames. Oh, uh, shit. They played at 73. Like it was oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whoever was booking with uh, kudos, by the way, buddy. Kudos, you brought some good bands. You brought some real good bands around. Oh goddamn! Before my time, I feel like an ass. <laughs> I feel like a fucking very ancient oh, relic. If, if it's before your time. Speaking of uh, punching holes in walls and shit, I think I would hate myself if I didn't bring up a certain show uh, on this 
show. Uh, it was <laughs> it was the night of Old Hallows Eve. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah. I want to hear this. Oh, have I? Have we not told you the story, Rob? I told you. I just wanted to wait and hear it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like maybe here. I'll let Phil. Uh, I'll let Phil tell this show because it was like it was just fucked. Like the one we played, like uh, tra- Trench House. <laughs> yeah. Oh so uh, yeah, our bassist. Well, I can't even remember how we came up with the idea, but we were just like, let's let's just throw a Halloween show. Like, let's just do it. Let's just invite a bunch of people to our jam space. Let's get a bunch of our like bunch of local bands play. Let's just have a fun time. And then the, the most like, that could happen. It's what's the worst that could happen. It, <laughs> A lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up. Like even like some of my friends who like normally would not go to shows, but were just looking to, for something to do on a Halloween night. We're like, right. yeah, like let's do this. Like obviously they're all in costume. Everybody's in costume. Uh, yeah, it was packed. There was, but then it kind of turned into like a high school party, um, and there was just like high schooler kids everywhere. And like, like I I've never felt so old. <laughs> 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 it was a great time we had a great time it was i mean everybody was really intoxicated uh i don't know if i remember anything specifically from happening that night other than just pandemonium and like this you know kids going to kind of like their first show i don't know if oh wait i do remember actually now that you're ready when we were playing um <laughs> when we were playing uh the roof started to, to cave in because the ba- the basement we we jam we still jam in the same place and uh in like an unfinished basement and like because <laughs> people were just friggin' going nuts i don't even sure how they like the ups i just started caving it was just yeah. and then some out of we stopped playing for a second and then and another kid who i I think he's popped by the shop once in a while. I've been like, hey, I've been that guy, but I haven't seen him ever since. Like a literally random guy came up with like some nails and a hammer and was just like hammered it up together. And then like <laughs> next next thing you knew, it was it was fine and we could continue playing. Your friend was in a complete wizard costume too. Like but no one knew the guy. I remember what was happening was you guys were playing and it was a new song and I just remember uh everyone was like it like there was like a little like pole in the middle of the room and everyone's like kind of like circling around it yeah all of a sudden it just started coming down and like i was just sit- sitting in the middle of the circle just holding it up and people were still <laughs> circle pitting around me in this small fucking basement this fucking dude i don't know where he came from i didn't see him the entire night just start just walks up in a wizard costume has hammers and nails and just starts hammering it back together. Yeah. Do you think that was part of his costume or he just came across the hammers and nails? That's the weirdest magic trick I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. And then like, I remember when, when we were playing, um, our vocalist, he was, or no, we were, we were doing, we were covering Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know him, Rob, he was in Banishment, if you remember them. Um, oh, they were like the sickest hardcore band. Um, he, he he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I I play D and D with him uh, all the time. Oh yeah, you have been playing. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I play actually I play with your roommate Rob. <laughs> roommate, friend of mine, friend of mine, not roommate. Yeah. Uh, speaking of friggin' 
nerds. He was supposed to come by today too. He's got uh, a D&D meeting tonight at seven. Is that with you by chance? It is. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking dorks. Yeah. So who's the dungeon master? Dan Dolinsky. Oh, Dolinsky's a dun- Oh, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, no, it's sick. It's a good time. Oh, what I was going to say about Delinsky was I remember we were doing our Sabbath cover. We were doing an electric funeral. And uh, Ray of the Parbor was like, our vocals had a fake bat and ripped the, like, bit the head off. And I all I remember was someone threw it in the air and Delinsky had a baseball bat and bashed it and it exploded. And that was the moment I saw, like, because I was in, I was either in the 12th grade or just graduated high school. So there was a right. lot of people there that were in high school that I knew that were younger than me. And I saw a lot of fear in people's eyes when they were <laughs> being thrown into their first mosh pit by Lewinsky, who is a very large human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw fear in so many people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um... Dylan, who I mentioned, he Dylan actually Dylan does all the artwork for Hellbent, so yeah. we can plug him. D- Dylan, he he was at that show, uh, and he got his nose broken by a buddy of ours, Reed Rob uh, uh, Jessup. <laughs> Jessup broke his nose. Yeah, yeah. I told <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. That was a funny show. That was a really funny show. It does sound like quite quite the time, gentlemen. And oh the yes. Prize band were wearing. Were they in their uh, diapers for that show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That was good. Nice. Yeah, that was Camper. Yeah. Oh man. Camper. Cool. I haven't heard yeah. that name in a while. Yeah, there's a whole like a whole other era. But uh, I was gonna ask, like, speaking of Hellband, like Dylan doing all the art. Um, Hellbent got to play with Pup. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> at the same um, time. Pup. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I can just I can explain all that. So then, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, I think it was about two years. Maybe it was, yeah, it's twenty nineteen because twenty twenty just doesn't didn't didn't happen. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was in twenty nineteen. Pup put out uh like a, a post i can't remember somewhere on their social media uh, they said hey cover one of our songs easy peasy uh catches song wasn't out uh listen nobody knew what the song sounded like all they did was post the lyrics and the the chords they didn't tell you how to do the strumming or anything they just post this uh the chords and the structure of the song like verse chorus verse um so we had a day off on a tour that we were doing and our drummer, Nick, who, 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 who runs Schoolhouse Studios, uh, we just kind of plugged it all together. We just sat down and we're like, okay, this is how it goes. So we, so we made our own version and they wanted, they wanted a video with it too. So we're like, what can we do for a video? And neither, neither Nick or Breezy really kind of, <laughs> light the spotlight i guess you can say um so i was like you know, like well you know what let's just i can just do a video of me dancing in my underwear and you guys <laughs> just chill in the background the entire time and we can just do that so we did it's like the, it's like a minute long video i'm just dancing in my underwear it's winter time it was very cold but it's a good time um <laughs> so then uh 
so they mishmash their music video together. We get featured in it. Uh, we have, you know, we get a, a bit of uh, exposure from that. I can't, they were playing uh, the Toronto show and we straight up like cold emailed them and said like, Hey, we're from Toronto. Uh, we, you know, like we've, we even played a show with you back in the day. Like we played a show with them in Hamilton, get this lineup. The, uh, the headliner was single mothers, mm-hmm. dirty nil pup. That's, wow. that's like, and then we opened my old band opened for that. So then like, we said like, Hey, like we've actually played with you guys. Like we're from Toronto what are the chances like we can open this show up? And they were like, we can't like actually let you open the show. Like we already have a bunch of, there's, you know, there's a bunch of crap involved already, but we have an idea. And they're like, you can come out and you can play your version of our song with our instruments, which was kind of like, you like, you didn't, it's like, like stepping into somebody's house with your shoes on. Right. Like you don't really want to, it's, 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 it's a weird feeling, but uh, we were like totally for it. And then, yeah, they, uh, they did two nights at the Danforth sold out. uh, And then mid set during the second night, they, they introduced us. We came out, I had tearaways off and I tear away the tearaways off. And then I just played in my underwear because like, I think, you know, I had to, people had to recognize me from somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I think I even had my boot. I think I even had my winter boots on with me. Uh, it was like in the summertime when we played the show too. That's so-, so yeah, it was a good time. It was great. It was a packed house. We got to play our version, and then yeah, we get to hang out with them for a little bit after the show. They were pop. I can't say anything cooler than than pop. They're they're great. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I uh, they're one of those bands like single mothers, dirty nil pop. One of those bands that you kind of like, especially being from Niagara you've just seen so many times and just never really gets old welcome I feel special segue from hamburgers to other food (laughs) first song i remember hearing from hellbent was actually a nice sockeyed salmon sandwiches that's right i was bopping around yelling along to the chorus here with a big dumb smile on my face having fun here um 
Uh, can you want to tell me how you wrote such profound lyrics about a sandwich you made? Was there any <laughs> involved in this? Or uh, well, plenty of <laughs> involved. Um, the the so, the the idea came together years ago when we played in our old band, The Merchant, and we were just at a practice, and someone was just playing these this this like. And um, uh, the guitar, Corey, the guitarist Corey, who actually he coincidentally is the guitarist of Druid. Um, uh, he was staying. He was staying with me at the time, and I think my mom made us sockeye salmon sandwiches. And like he was, he's just the, a, a weird enough guy that he was just going like sockeye salmon sandwiches, and we just like made this like. 30 second song before like the drummer showed up and we're like check this out and they were like that's stupid let's actually get to playing metalcore right that's what the band was so then like years later uh you know coming up with song ideas like sitting down with breezy and breezy was like i think hellbent can get away with playing and recording and like doing this song and i'm like are you serious like i'm totally for it like I'm all for making this silly song a thing and like putting it out there. Um, but like, there was no, that's, that's, I guess that's the story behind it. There's no, and then like we built it from like a 30 second song. So I think it's about like a minute and a half. So it's, it's not much longer. It's, it's, a, it's a quick, <laughs> it's a quick song. So I just had to like talk about this sandwich that like I had like almost like fuck seven years ago. It's like, I can't even really. So uh, that's, that's how the song came about. Uh, that is fucking memorable. I did not know the inception there uh, was part of Dobbin's handiwork. Yeah, yeah, coincidentally, yeah. And like uh, I was saying, uh, so a Druid kind of came together out of nowhere. Uh, like Corey hadn't been playing music uh, for years. Corey had put the guitar down. He had like, we, he, we had stopped. He had moved on to other things. He'd actually worked on a career. And he's built quite quite a career for himself. Poser. <laughs> shout out to Corey. Yeah. um and uh i he just he i think he borrowed somebody's guitar one weekend and was like i want to i want to do this and like the way that you can totally record nowadays like diy everything get an yeah. interface you know watch a couple of youtube tutorials he mixed and produced everything on that ep like i sent him the vocal stems like we that's how we kind of just he threw me this song and was like threw some vocals over this and just because we've played in bands for so long he's my he's one of my best friends um like he just i just recorded these songs for him threw him the vocal stems he did everything he did he mixed he mastered he i it's impressive that he wrote the he drums too to, correct like yeah, he, he programmed I, all the drumming and everything too. Yeah, yeah, and I think he played bass on that too. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, he he worked quite. He did everything himself. He didn't have to send it to anybody, and he learned it just through like YouTube tutorials. Wow, yeah, he's a very very smart dude. He was yeah. showing me actually uh, before you put vocals down on it. He showed me at uh, Fred's house one night. He's like, "Oh, I've been writing some black metal." I was like, "Oh, really? Sick. You got anything you can show me?" He's like, "Yeah, actually, I do." I was like, of course it, you fucking yeah. Like, you wrote all this? You programmed all this? Everything? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. Fuck. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to fill the scream on. I'm like, well, that's going to be fucking sweet. And yeah. sure enough, it definitely was. So, And that, that, that's, that, that's the inception of uh, Druid. 
My very first thing that you've been that I that you've been doing, uh, see that's what I love is like I've always loved how much you always put stuff out, um, especially in the beginning of lockdown, that uh, hip hop rap project you were, yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. Was that with Jay or is that like just did the one song with him? I did the one song with Jay, but like honestly, uh, uh, the old guitarist of uh, Center, he's not he doesn't play anymore. He goes by. Uh, uh, Musashi. Musashi. He goes by, he goes by Musashi, and he, he's like a beat producer. <laughs> he he produces all these really cool, like authentic old school beats, and like he's he's got a whole beat tape out there. And uh, I think I, I was restless. I'm, I was restless. It was just after lockdown happened. The Sinner had just did uh, like we did an East Coast tour with Trauma Model uh, from like February to March first. March first was the last show we played. Wow. Uh, uh, so like right on the hinge of like when things were shutting down. So I was really restless to just kind of keep this kind of momentum going. We had plans to, uh, we had plans, we had a bunch of plans that just got kiboshed last year, but we had, yeah. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to just make this rap stuff. I've, I've, I like rap. I love rap. I've never really ever considered myself a rapper. I don't think I'm a good rapper, but I did it just purely out of fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I did the one song with Jay and, uh, and, and, Actually, Breezy's brother, uh, like our bassist and Bree and Hellbent, Breezy's brother, he actually has a whole rap project uh, who goes by the you know Breezy. Uh, that's that's how he goes by. Obviously, uh, that I'm going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be featuring on a tune of his. Uh, so like we're kind of oh, keeping cool. keeping this rap you know persona alive. It's it's not serious like by any means. I just like to have fun with it. Yeah, you got a rap name there, Phil. 
Uh, I've played around with it. I like uh, Fillmore. Fillmore, I thought was pretty good. Just Fillmore. I just thought it was a funny name. I like that too. Feel, feel good. I don't know. <laughs> so bad. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Feel good. You know, something silly. That's good. Oh, so yeah, you clearly keeping busy with like different music projects. Um, like have you guys got like sin or hellbent i mean you guys got something coming up in the the future any works that you can get into the nitty gritty yeah so as far as hellbent went the last year did not i mean you're gonna hear this story from every band didn't play in their favor um we're sitting on an lp we're totally sitting on an lp uh that's not new news we've definitely hinted at that we've even put out a promo last year just to kind of keep ourselves busy but we're not going to be doing anything with that for now because we want to kind of move forward with that, like in a kind of a more of a professional way. So I kind of, I restlessly came to the band and said like, we got to do something. So without giving too many details away, cause I'm not allowed to, but uh, uh, we will have stuff coming out for like June. We'll have, it won't be the LP. Um, It'll be something completely different, uh, but trust that you will be just as excited as I am putting this stuff out. It's it's really good. Uh, oh Canada, let's just say that. Oh Canada. Oh Canada. <laughs> so is there is there a weed song? Is that what you're trying to get out here? <laughs> no, there's always weed songs. That's that's not new news. Yeah, I was actually going to ask um, your your um, dead off the floor album. The lyrical content was a little more serious compared to the first EP where you're screaming about sandwiches and uh, a song where you're talking to your dog and such. Are you guys like, was it a conscious decision to move more towards um, less funny lyrics or more of a serious lyrical content? Because I always call you guys like partycore hardcore because like you got some real fun songs and that doesn't happen a lot in hardcore anymore. You know what I mean? Like bands that don't take themselves way too seriously is so fucking rare now. It's not that you're a joke band, but you have funny content to your lyrics. Is there is that still happening in the future? Or are you guys shying away from that? Or that's a great question. Uh, so actually, it's it, that's funny that uh, that you're noticing that uh, because yeah. the way the way that that was recorded was Dead Off the Floor was recorded in one session uh, before that silly kind of EP even came out. So okay. a lot of that Dead Off the Floor stuff contains a lot of the older material, which was kind of just like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks right. and by the third ep i think we came around to like let's stop getting like so serious with it and like yeah let's have fun with it let's like be like a hardcore punk band like let's there's, there's bands like no effects out there that like totally don't take themselves serious but play fun songs and like catchy stuff so it's like why can't a hardcore band do something very similar so like mm -hmm. we are definitely easing into the silliness in fact it's gotten way sillier Fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I, I was comparing the, the lyrical content of uh, some of these genius songs about your sandwiches and talking to your dog, and for examples, as very old Blink-182 where the songs are very good, but very silly lyrically content-wise. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I, so I'm glad the silliness is here to stay because it's a... Uh, it's party core, as I like to call it. <laughs> Absolutely, shit punk. We get called. We call ourselves shit punk shit once punk. in a while. Yeah, yeah. Great. Let, let, let it be known that like the Mark, Tom, and Travis show is definitely one of our biggest influences. Like that. <laughs> that record is so silly. Like we're just about having fun. Oh man. 
as you guys having fun there's no uh, no secret here the hellbent boys indulge in the also known as marijuana which is yep. legal for recreational use all throughout canada now has been for a while now if you, you guys you know like let's say hellbent had their own strain what do you think it would be called and is it an indica or sativa blend <laughs> or is it a blend <laughs> or what I'm not, I'm not the professional here a hybrid <laughs> yeah no, uh, that's a great question okay. too I, I love it i love it um we would definitely be a heavy indica because that's how, <laughs> that's how it works. Like one of the most potent stuff out there. Like, like uh, that's for sure. Uh, and I, you know what? We would probably call it something like bent bud. Bent bud. Yeah, bent cool. bud. You know. Like and then uh, it would probably have like the fruity aromas because, like, you know, we're children. So like, <laughs> <laughs> tastes like cotton candy. Or yeah, something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some something like that, but as long as it's like a heavy indica, and like we, it, it, we would probably, I mean, I would smoke it all the all day, but the all of us would end up smoking it at the end of the night. The, the rest of the guys really like to balance themselves. Oh, I like to do sativa in the day. I'm, you know, I don't really give a shit what it's called. Just fucking put it in my pipe and. <laughs> D campaign um how long until you smoke enough weed that you're gonna have a druid release that is actually just a D campaign and <laughs> i could probably get away with that i could probably get away with that because like a lot of the the lyrical content was like sinners like a little bit more grim and like obviously hellbent is silly i might i might i could do something silly with hellbent but as far as like actually getting like you know, like, <laughs> you know, like doing like a Lord of the Rings theme. Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm sure, you know, I could probably split. I could probably write something like that, uh, record something like that, send it to Corey. And he'd be like, these lyrics are great. What it's about? It's like, don't worry about it. Like, you know. <laughs> well, you've ruined your element of surprise now if he hears this. Like, what are you screaming about elves and orcs and shit? <laughs> oh, it's just metal, bro. It's just metal. It's just metal. <laughs> So, Dude, haven't you heard of Dragon Force? <laughs> <laughs> In your D campaign, who, what's, what character are you like? Oh, that's a Give good us one. a deets. All right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> this is going to be real nerdy. <laughs> D for real nerdy. I'm so like, excited. Uh, I can't handle this. I'm, so, I'm going to keep uh, my comments to myself on this one. Fuck yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got, I got two sessions going on right now because one session. Uh, it's like a strictly in-person one because like it's so in-depth and uh, that one I'm a uh, I'm a pirate I'm a <laughs> I'm a giant I'm a giant turtle pirate and his name is Captain Glassjaw oh sick so like yeah it, it is silly uh, uh, yeah he's, he's just a giant he's drunk he's all always drunk his drinking always gets him into problems. He can't. <laughs> Rob's losing it. I love it. Uh, I had to take my mic off so I'm not laughing through the whole thing. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so then, uh, and, and our uh, campaign that we just started, uh, that's like strictly over like Zoom. Uh, you're going to love this too. I'm a giant elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant elephant man who uh, who is a druid uh, who who can just turn into things like uh, uh, all sorts of animals and stuff. I real it's great. I like 
I'm sure it's not what you have in mind, but I'm just my mind just went straight to the Elephant Man by like the David Lynch film. But also, instead of it being John Hurt, it's you <laughs> with the whole like prosthetic on, and you're just transforming into shit. Yeah, that, I would pay so much fucking money to see that movie. Yeah, I'd sign me up. Who's whoever's writing that script? Honestly, I just need a deep fake. I'm gonna learn deep fake. Deep fake the Elephant Man. But also mix it with like something like the fucking fly or something, so you transform and shit. I don't. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's I love when, it. When locked, because BC, we're pretty much five months behind what Ontario's been doing with like uh, lockdown stuff. So. Sure. In the summer, we're going to go with lockdown, probably. And that's going to be my fucking lockdown project is <laughs> deep faking you into the elephant, man. The entire movie. The entire fucking movie. <laughs> speaking, of which, speaking of which, guys, King Kong or Godzilla? For me, it's a very obvious answer, but new movie coming out. Who do you think? Where's your money? I'm going with King Kong. I'm a big... Uh, I love Donkey Kong. Come on. Okay, but I mean... <laughs> Godzilla is a fucking lizard. He shoots freaking like fire out of his mouth, and isn't he like nuclear reactive or some shit too? Like, I'm sure that's what they're. I, I that's on my watch list. I haven't watched the newer ones, but yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna be watching that. I don't know. I don't know. I like King Kong. He's a giant gorilla. There's something about. Did you end up? Did you watch <laughs> Rampage? Yeah. yeah, which is that just was some the... of uh, that was some of Ron Perlman's best work, actually. Him playing George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just silly it's just i just i for some reason i was a big fan of george then and so maybe maybe I, but the king kong movie sucks like if the 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 jack black one king kong just sucks in general i'm not a big fan wait there's a yeah. jack black king kong movie wait yeah, yeah. Hold on. Slow, slow down i missed that i missed that too i haven't it, seen that one what yeah it's uh peter jackson did it he's jack black okay. that? Jack Black makes- is like the main <laughs> character. The guy who makes cigarettes, Peter Jackson. <laughs> so confused. So confused. Um, I'm trying to think. The last like Godzilla King Kong movie I would have seen probably was the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie. Yeah, is that is that part of the series? I don't know. I, I think it is. Saw that in the drive-in, and I. As an adult, I fell asleep at the drive-in because mm. I really didn't like that movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if Mothra shows up, let's go like Mothra. Oh, like, fair. like I think Mothra's got like laser beams and stuff. I guess. I guess now that Rob mentions it, Godzilla is a lot cooler than got cooler shit going on. He's got a lot cool. Like he's got a lot more going for him. Yeah. King Kong is just a big gorilla. There- Rest a piece of Rambe. Harambe 2021. There was a game that my friends had for the Wii. They all loved, um, they all loved uh, like Godzilla. I never really got the the craze for it. It was kind of I cared about it when my friends were playing those games and those movies and shit. But it was a sick game. It was like a, if I remember correctly, it was kind of like. Mortal Kombat, but I think it had a little bit more of like an actual arena to fight in. And you were giant monsters. Yeah, so you can play as like Mothra and like Godzilla um, and a bunch of other monsters that I fucking had no clue what they were. 
was it fighters? Was it called Destroy All Monsters? Maybe. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, fuck. We'll get our research department on it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get clicked. That's you. Dog. Oh, you're pointing at me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Hey Siri, Godzilla video games. <laughs> I imagine this is for PS2, right? I think it was for the way. Uh, the way. The way. You know the way. I think you know the way. Holy shit, there's so many fucking Godzilla games. Really? Godzilla game the Wii? (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Unleashed. Of course. Man, every game that came up for the Wii was called Unleashed. Can we talk about that? There was was Sonic Unleashed. There was Godzilla Unleashed. There was Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Really? Yeah, the Force Unleashed came out on the Wii. I think that was the first one it came out, and then they, they released the PS3 and all that. I might I interject. I, I I it might be because the Wii was like the first like like wireless. Like yeah, yeah. it was unleashed. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, man. Honestly, I uh, I that Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Well, I mean, I guess not, since Phil, you only just uh, only just watched Star Wars. But there was the game, The Force Unleashed, and although the like it looked like shit on the Wii, it was so fucking sick because you were using the controller as your lightsaber. And oh, cool! Fucking people up, and like the other, like the nunchuck was like your hand, so you'd use a force, so you would like do that, and you'd force push. <laughs> oh, fun! Fucking sick, and I don't think video games ever topped that. Yeah, Guitar Hero was the peak. Yeah. (laughs) I I just want to go on record and say, fuck Guitar Hero for a couple Ah. of reasons. For a couple of reasons. And no no one's going to... Hot take, hot take. No one's going to like this. I fucking suck at Guitar Hero. You know the South Park episode where Cartman can't play Guitar Hero? Yeah, That's yeah. me, because yeah. I am Cartman, apparently. Yeah. I can't play Guitar Hero, but I can play real guitar half-decently, and I can play bass pretty damn well. <laughs> but fuck me if I could not get the hang of Guitar Hero and all my friends were just shredding the shit out of it 24-7. That's all they did for like three fucking years when it first came out. That's <laughs> fuck <laughs> Guitar Hero. Yeah, my wife, my wife beats me at Guitar Hero to this day. Actually, lockdown. We found our Guitar Hero games, so that's what we've been doing. And she, yeah, she's just she's still as good as she was before. She beats me all the time. And I'm like, I can like play drums and stuff, and like you know, but like yeah, <laughs> she she just makes me feel like so bad at music. Like I'm a musician. This isn't right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> touring musician Phil Paxton has no faith in his musical abilities as soon as he gets a fucking game of guitar player uh guitar yeah. game. <laughs> gets a 28 percent on carry on my wayward son <laughs> dude slow ride fucked me up the first time and i got pissed like, like, number three the, the first song you play i think is yeah it's right like fog hat i'm just like fuck 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 but then i allerge- eventually learned bass from that so there you go. I feel lost. <laughs> uh, speaking of South Park, uh, Phil, you're a. I remember and, and touring and stuff. I remember when when um, I toured with you guys and with Hellbent, we did a short like spit, uh, stint of shows, and you your thing with Hellbent is you wear a Simpsons shirt for every show. 
That's right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that stems from anything other than love. Like, I don't know if it's like a story to that, but uh, the Simpsons, you're like an all around Simpsons maniac. Uh, we're, we're an all around Simpsons band. We love, we love the crap out of the Simpsons. We we've always, when we're, when we're done playing our shows after, after a night, we'll get together and someone will throw on like an old episode and we'll just pass out to it. And like, it's just something that we do every day. And like, uh, uh, wearing a, a shirt was kind of always, I've always wanted to have like a shtick like that and like I was I just saw an opportunity I don't think the early uh, hellbent days I was necessarily doing that but uh once we started like when I when I eventually you know got more than three shirts or something like that <laughs> I eventually <laughs> just started doing it and like yeah nowadays you, you probably it's very unlikely you won't see me wearing uh simpsons shirt when we play oh yeah well i remember like coming into the shop and just like just to hang out because just bumming around town and like at the shop you guys were you and dylan were always just fucking having the simpsons on all the time. oh yeah it was great uh so this this was a a, a thing uh rob and i did want to ask you was who is like because i actually have no fucking clue um who is your favorite simpsons character and like who um or what's your favorite episode, favorite scene? I want to know all about your Simpsons love. Okay, uh, it's too bad I'm, I'm not. I'm yeah, I was, I was just gonna say it's too bad we're not in the room right now because I would yeah. show you it all. Um, oh, that'll be that. That should be that's gonna be the um, the street like the the uh, picture for the uh, the <laughs> podcast. It's just you. We gotta get a photo of you in the room. <laughs> okay yeah I'll do, I'll do it right after. I'll get my wife yeah. to do it. No problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love. The, my 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 favorite episode has probably got to be the Camp Krusty one. It's just got so many so yeah. many good references when when Bart uh, ends up going uh, or sorry not when Bart actually sorry forget that the Camp Krusty one is really good but uh, sorry. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> already like no sorry, my internet was fucking up there. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, the boy, the one when he's in the Boy Scouts, when he, when he, when he ends up joining the Boy Scouts and him and, uh, Homer end up at Lost at Sea, that's got so many, so many good references, like literally from the start of that episode on, I quote, I quote everything all the time. And then prop my favorite character, uh, I would probably, I'll, I'll let, uh, I'll let this, uh, answer for you. (laughs) Oh, sick. Is he gonna show us his ass? Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? Okay, so that's auto tattooed just above your ankle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks pretty badass. So auto is definitely my favorite. <laughs> that's sick. And then is it you or Dylan that has the future is it the Futurama? No, the three-eyed fish. What's that's from that's from the Simpsons, right? Yeah, it's Futurama. Yeah. That's Futurama? No, uh D- wait, yeah, so- no. Uh, the three-eyed fish is from The Simpsons, and Dylan yeah. has that tattoo. But I think you're thinking of I have uh, the Slurm can from Futurama tattooed, and yeah. <laughs> I have the Duff can uh, from Simpsons tattooed both right. on uh, each leg. Have you like tried the the, the Slurm beer? No, I, that exists. Yeah, there's a Duff beer. Um. Oh well, I mean, like I guess like seeing as you are like in lockdown, but. Uh, you can get Slurm beer in Niagara. 
Really? Where? Uh, trust. Oh my god. It's green. Is Wait, it good? There's... I don't know. Um, when did that happen? Because I know they've had Duff beer for a while that you could buy like in certain states. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I, I never heard Slurm beer. That's pretty badass. You can get Slurm all fair. That's yeah. crazy. I gotta try that. I haven't yeah. yet, but I'll, I'll definitely try that. I will arrange like for someone to drop a, a bottle off to you. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That's that's gonna be my my gift to you. <laughs> I'm gonna deliver a slurm beer to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let's let's do that. Fuck yeah. Um, cool. Thanks for coming on, Phil. Um, so we're running out of time here, and uh, it's good to see you, man. I I miss you so much. Uh, like it's lovely talking to you again. Oh, I miss you. I miss both of you, Rob. I haven't seen you in so many years. I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm so you glad well. you guys are uh, putting this podcast together. It makes me so excited that people are doing stuff, you know, despite the stuff, you know, coronavirus happening right now. It's like, I, I really, I, I love, I love that kind of uh, perseverance that you guys are doing. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for, of course. thanks for coming yeah. on. Man. Is there anything yeah. you like, we still have like some time. There's anything you wanted to like plug and just quickly, like if you want to talk about anything else, Roll out the red carpet as uh, Sean Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, just like keep an eye out for all the Hellbent stuff that we've got coming out. Uh, like I said, we'll have something definitely for you in June, like 100%. Like, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, Sinner's working on a new record. We don't have anything uh, like, you know, completely finished yet, but we're definitely, the goal is to have an LP written by the end of the year, whether it gets recorded this year uh or next you know that's we're playing it by year uh druid druid might have a couple tunes out that just despite uh you know i gotta get around to doing it he's got a couple tunes already ready for me and i've just kind of slacked on it but like oh, cool new druid coming then we're waiting yeah. for, we're waiting for the D audio campaign so <laughs> that's right that's right the yeah he, he's he's he, i hope he doesn't hear this podcast so like i could just sing about elves the entire time <laughs> oh man i can't fucking wait for that <laughs> so are not... you the you the elephant man tonight or are you the drunk turtle thing i'm the elephant man tonight okay okay yeah so oh, you guys I... just you just distance when you guys yeah. hang out oh. yeah we do the there's a there's a there's a website that we all can go on and it kind of does a lot of the work for us does all the roles for us so that's good very oh. cool very I gotta, cool rob, man, <laughs> rob fuck you i'm gonna mute you this is just me and phil now phil one-on-one time i want to start a fucking D campaign so bad i didn't want to do it how does this like thing work Even like scared. the so like the like the website i'm telling you about yeah yeah all right, well, well, we'll plug him real quick. Roll twenty is what we're. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 it honestly does a lot of the work for you. You make your character sheet, so once you make your character sheet, uh, you you click on on like your attacks, and it does it does all the work for you. That's crazy, man. That's not why I started the podcast. <laughs> well, this is why I started. I You're booted. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> just edit me out just edit me out whatever oh uh, i always I, that, every interview is just me <laughs> awesome so you, you guys got uh some upcoming artists what are you guys planning for what's what's, what's the upcoming plans for this Ooh, now we're getting interviewed finally yeah uh, <laughs> i'll rob take that one um we have a couple big names uh some that are confirmed some that aren't yet so i don't want to say too much because i'm not 
a hundred percent sure. Don't say the uh, October ones. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say uh, we for sure have um, a very awesome Evil Violence band coming on at some point with new forms. They said they would like to speak with us, and if they don't, we're just gonna have to jack that out of here. Um, <laughs> we've had a couple other uh, screamo bands. One very very heavy band. Uh, check out Rot Nest. They said they would like to come on and talk with us. I I know those guys. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Um, my my buddy of mine, real quick. My buddy of mine uh, introduced me to their. Uh, I think it's their, their guitarist. And uh, not only do they make really cool music, and they like like we we got to talking really quick, and he was very eager to like play shows to sit there and like yeah like, fucking right yeah that, the, very cool. that I, I can't remember his name is slipping me right now but like uh very cool dude well they're they were telling me they're debating if they're doing stage names or not they're still going through that so maybe don't drop a real name just perfect they're gonna they're going perfect. with a gimmicky thing i'm not sure but it's cool that you know them. i will definitely let them know that because uh my buddy actually introduced me to them uh shout out to my good friend daniel roberge who showed yeah, me their music. He's a, he was the one who showed me him. <laughs> yeah, of course he was. I love Dan. <laughs> great dude, yeah. great dude. Small community in the in the heavy scene of music, eh? Yeah, especially in uh, the Niagara community. Absolutely. It's a tight-knit little thing, right? Everyone knows everyone in these small little towns. Yeah. We're all connected by the beautiful, beautiful grace of heavy music. Yep. That's why I started a podcast. There you go. about fucking D&D, <laughs> nerds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry cool. I had to it's answer cool. those questions. It's cool. It's cool. It's a lovely side effect of having a podcast is, hey, maybe we'll start a D&D campaign. Calling it out. This is a D&D podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, over my dead body <laughs> all right okay we can arrange that oh I yeah mean, hopefully hopefully we're getting them on um i'm gonna reach out to a couple I, I have a label we interviewed um hopefully sometime this week dalton's gonna do all of his lovely editing and have you guys i have a band of puya uh it's an emo violence band from chile and he's going to be our Spanish representative, Fernando. Uh, he's going to be doing translations for interviews such as this. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so that there's going to be uh, you can have people who only speak Spanish will be able to have a read along for these interviews. I find really awesome. We have a a international uh, team, and yeah. we are doing this over Zoom, where we have <laughs> 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 no microphone. <laughs> I'm wearing a, this is a very nice microphone here. It's from Apple. Yeah. Um, it came with one of my old phones. Yeah. So my audio quality is probably not the best by yeah. any means. It's very DIY because we're not fucking posers. The nearest, the nearest <laughs> music equipment store that I have is f- like three hours away. <laughs> so. Oh no. Also, <laughs> yeah. It's probably not even open because it's not deemed essential right now. Right. Oh, BC's very different from Ontario. Oh, okay, true enough. Yeah. But I mean, it's everything out here. Just yeah. for the record, nothing's fucking open. Mark's Work Warehouse isn't open, and they no, it, it Long and McQuaid isn't open because I've been. I've also been drumming throughout the lockdown and uh, nice. just like getting sticks and stuff. And like, I have to call. Like, I need like eight drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Are they doing curbside? Curbside. Yeah, curbside? yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Uh... Because I didn't bring my drums here. Actually, there's a off of like kind of like a Facebook marketplace. I scored a drum set um, that I got for like 200 bucks, and it's fucking. I, I sounds like this is like a child's drum set. Um, so I'm trying to um, 
re refurbish it and like removing the ugly blue shell off it. it's like a, a vin vintage kit from the 60s um from england so i'm gonna try and refurbish it but uh you can tell a kid played on it because there's drum like drumstick like little markings all over the fucking shell <laughs> um it's actually really funny when i was looking at it i was like oh. <laughs> any kid for two bills is a good fucking steal though yeah oh. but then like fucking today someone's selling like an actually like nice yamaha for like the same price i'm like i just <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much phil i love you so much thank you for coming thank you for having me i'm looking forward to the new releases man thanks again for coming on eh? no yeah. problem awesome have a great day i love you so much this is a D&D &D podcast. Have a good one. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>